There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi everybody, welcome back to Wrestling with Freddie. And uh, we've had a couple of guests. These guests I've been waiting for for quite some time. They've hung out with my wife and my daughter more recently than, than me, so my whole family knows and loves them. So let's start the show. Welcome to Wrestling with Freddie. Now, stepping up to the mic, the host of Wrestling with Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. Please welcome... Bree and Nikki Bella. Welcome to the show, ladies. Hey, hello. Thank you for oh, having Freddy. us, Freddie. This is exciting. It's so crazy. This is going to probably just feel more like we're talking than a podcast, but it's so crazy to have met you when I met you and to now see what you've built as far as who you guys are, what you've built with family. What's you've built, what you've built with putting stuff back out there and sending love back out. And it's, I just, it's not like proud because I'm not your dad. I'm just so thoroughly <laughs> impressed by you two every step of the way. Every time I hear something about y'all, I'm like, yeah, of course they did that. Of course they did. And that kind of jumps into right where I want to start, which was when I was working there and you two were down in Florida in FCW. And mm -hmm. Michael Hayes really wanted to get you guys up. And our ideas just kept getting shot down, shot down, and shot down again. No matter, and I'm telling you, me and another writer, Angelo, must have pitched a dozen ideas in a month. And no matter what we did, they wouldn't get over. And Freebird goes, we're going to do the twin magic. And that's how we're going to get them home. And I, <laughs> and I didn't even know what that was. Okay. So I'm just like, all right, what, yeah. whatever gets them on. And then I don't know if you if y'all even know this, but the way we were able to bring you up was when you leveraged yourselves against the company and basically gave them a referendum, bring us up or we walk. And all the like so many people have tried to give me credit over the years for the Bella Twins. And I'm always like, y'all don't understand. Like these women knew their worth and knew their value long, long, long ago. And I don't know if you guys even remember that moment, but I was just wondering if, if you did, if that was oh, a yeah. plan or where were your heads at when that happened? No. So, you know, it's interesting because we actually do give you a lot of credit though, because 
for so when we were down at FCW for so long, they kept being like, well, we just don't know what to do with twins. And we're kind of like, huh? It seems like it writes itself. You know, but it's a interesting, natural gimmick. Right. <laughs> but it was your ideas that you kept pushing that I think it made the company, a lot of the people at the time see like, okay, there is something special. And the greatest thing is there was no social media. So we could really hide the fact that like, and FCW didn't have television at the time. So really nobody knew Nicole and I like at all that there was twins. I'm like locally in Tampa. Yeah. They knew twins were wrestling down there, but in the whole global WWE world, people didn't know. So it was really the timing, but it was, it wasn't Nikki as much as me because they kept saying they had no idea. I had at the time a boyfriend who was like, you gave up everything for wrestling like, at what time do you start to give back to the people who were there with you? Like, you know, you never see your family. I'm here alone all the time, like, and all that. And I was like, that's a really good point. So I was the one who pushed it. I was like, listen, let us know. If you honestly don't think, you told us at Diva Search, you didn't, weren't looking for two. We begged to, like, then try out again. We drove here. We're, you know, getting paid peanuts. Like, be honest. If you have no idea what to do with twins, we can go somewhere else. And I think it did that. No, it, oh, it 100% did. I, I was in the room when it happened. Yeah. So yeah. I, I know for a fact it was that. I mean, that's what they needed. They needed motivation. And, and Vince sees that as people being assertive, right? Whereas like in right. showbiz, in Hollywood at least, if a woman is a, is assertive, she's difficult, right? If a, ma- oh if a God, man yeah. is assertive, he's, man, that guy doesn't take shit off of anybody. And, you know, I've always sort of gravitated towards people like that because that's who my mother was. I was raised by a single mom, so she just she had to be twice as strong. It's why I connected with Sarah at such a at such a young age and a big reason why I still have respect for her. Right. Because she's willing to let someone talk shit and and most of the time not even say anything back because she's like, look, I I know my worth and I know my value. And if you're going to try to shit on that, I'm not going to let you do it. And you guys did that. When I think any other talent in FCW didn't know they had the leverage or didn't have the guts necessary to say, I'm willing to walk away. Now, we're going to fast forward a bunch because what you said, I think, lends itself to what's going on now. And whereas you guys try to give me a lot of credit, where I try to give y'all a lot of credit is the foundation that women's wrestling is on today. So you two remember this better than anyone. When I was writing segments for you guys and y'all had matches, the women's matches were five minutes long and two minutes of it were the entrances. So you had three minutes to tell some kind of story in a wrestling match. And that was as much as we got. And at pay-per-views, they would be slotted 10 minutes. And a lot of times those matches would be simply cut from the whole pay-per-view. So it went from 10 to zero. And then the two yeah. of you sold a show to E called Total yeah. Divas. And this show started getting a lot of traction and a lot of people started viewing it. And all of a sudden it was getting a higher rating than some of what, what WWE was putting out there. And I watched, and this was right after I left the company and I'm watching the matches. I'm like, man, this feels like a longer, like a longer match, but I didn't time it. And then all of a sudden, and I'll never forget this. 
uh, you two were wrestling against Natty and someone, and there was a commercial break. And I literally was like, I jumped off the couch and Sarah was like, what? I was like, I've never, I've never, I've never seen the women get a commercial break in a match before in, in my life. And I wasn't joking. I couldn't remember that happening. So I, I went back to the company a second time and I talked to Vince a lot about this. And that was the reason I know this for a fact, because he said the words that was the reason that the women's matches started getting more time and you guys can be super humble about this if you want, or you could just be real the way I'm being. But the the foundation that women are wrestling on today, and other people have tried to take a lot of credit or maybe put more spotlight on themselves than they deserve. Like Rhonda said some stuff that was weird to me where I was like, I don't, I don't know if you're as aware of your influence or not. But the yeah. reason women's <laughs> wrestling is at where it's at today is because of what you two built. And then the other women that you brought into that show helped also build. But that's why there are women headlining WrestleMania. That's why there was an Iron Woman match in NXT. That's why all the women are allowed to do so much more with their bodies as far as work. And it's and I'm not joking. It's 90 percent because of the concrete that y'all laid down before. And I just. I don't know if you've spoken about it before, but please, please speak on it now. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, Freddie, for that. I, you have no idea how much that means, and especially coming from you because you know the industry so well, inside and out. And um, Bree and I, it was, you know, when we first signed with WWE and when we made it to TV finally, um, we had a we redid a five-year contract. So we were on TV for five years, and our five years was coming up. And... I remember at that point, Brie and I just did not like how women were treated at WWE. The two-minute matches, but we were allowed to yeah. have 10 minutes on live events. But while we were working hard on live events, we were never allowed to showcase on TV. And our stories didn't have depth. And and we just weren't treated right. And um, I remember when our contract was coming up and we kept wanting to talk about it. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, we, we need to get to that. We need to get to that. So finally, Brie and I got to a point where we go, let's not remind them. And let's see what happens. So it's about, I think our contract's up after this one raw, right? It's like the next Mm -hmm. day. Still no one talks to us. And I'm the champion. This is when I beat Beth Phoenix. And I'm like, I wonder if anyone's going to talk to me about my contract. And sure enough, the reason why I dropped it to Layla out of nowhere at Chicago, because I was like, I'm not signing. And they were like, we'll give you these stories. And I was like, you couldn't even have a conversation with me. You couldn't even... Like, and I remember we just had this conversation and I was like, we're leaving. And I'll just, I remember I dropped it. They still thought Brie and I were going to probably sign after the show or that week. They kept calling. And literally when we left Raw Chicago after a championship, that was it. Like we left, like our contracts are up, but like we need to find a way of how can we be heard and seen and treated like the men and just treated equally. Like Brie and I, that's what we really wanted for the women because- Brie and I think, you know, we do come at a humble place because sharing a locker room with the women, it wasn't like, how can I be better than them? Or how can I be this? It was like, how can we just empower each other and all fight for like each other? And I think that's why Brie and I made a difference more than other people's. We were all about everyone. Like, great point. It wasn't about, you know, and we were always like that with the match. Like, okay, who are we getting over today? Like, who's, who's the story? Like, we never were about the girls to get our shit in or any of those things. I think that's why we're heels for so long and we probably have the 
the biggest losing record because we didn't care about (laughs) putting people over. We just wanted everything to be good. And we wanted people to be happy. And that locker room was becoming so miserable because girls were working so, or women, I should say, were working so hard on live events and then getting to Monday night raw or Friday night SmackDown and just getting so disappointed and they were losing their will. They were losing their hope. And I just remember Brianna like, there needs to be a massive change here. This is not good. That's right. And being girls that came off the soccer field and like were glorified and like women empowerment was strong. We got title nine and we had all these things going for us and then getting in the wrestling ring. It was like, wait, we just had victory over here. And now like the women have a long way to go here. Yeah. And you know, the one thing, and it's what you say, like how Vince recognizes it. We all know Vince is about putting asses in seats. He cares about money, like buying the ticket and all this. And the one thing that Total Divas did is it showed Vince that people are coming to the show to see women. Yep. We started to get the, and and it was more than just like men coming. It started to be young girls and women buying tickets just to see the Total Divas. And you started, and you know, he doesn't count it by, oh, there's a sign or there's a sign. It was starting to get to the point where you would see these crowds. You just saw the demo change. Yeah. And um, I think that's when Vince was like, we have to give them more time because people are actually coming now. Right. But and right before that, we had 11 months off before we came back with Total Divas. And during that time, it was really hard. But we'd get a lot of calls from the girls like, you guys seem really happy. Like, I think I want to take the step you did. I'm not going to re-sign. And it was some top women who were reaching out to us. And we were like, look, we miss it every week, but like something has to change. And then that's when we got the call for Total Divas. And I remember we had to talk about it for two weeks because when we were like, do we want our personal lives out there? Like we're pretty wild. I don't know. (laughs) And um, and I had just started dating John and no one knew. So I was like, I don't think I want that out there. It was like we had just so many so much to talk about. But what really got us was like, but wait, we could show the world women's wrestling because that's like the core of the show. And that's like what ended up making us call them back and go, we're so in and we're going to give you our all. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I, you guys are studs. You guys are such studs. <laughs> so yeah. I, I want to talk, go back to something you said earlier, which was the women's locker room and kind of the, the, the frame of mind everyone was in. And I also want to, yeah. you said something, you guys were looking out for one another a lot. Right. And I've always felt when you're building something, it does take a village, right? They say to raise a child takes a village. When anytime you're creating something that has value, that's worth something, it takes more than just a single, a singular effort. It takes a group effort. The people you work with can't feel threatened by you. I spoke to a lot of the female talent there when I worked there and half the conversations, they were in tears. I'm not even joking. And I had hundreds, if I had one, half of them were in tears. And I got it as as an actor and knowing how hard the business is and seeing how quick their stuff would get cut. Were you guys working with Fit and Malenko back then? Who was, who was, yeah. yeah. So I remember them because they would fight in the production meetings every single week yeah. and tell Vince, I remember Fit specifically saying, you got to let her use that move. She can do it. She uses it safely every single night and just really fighting. And it 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 gave us on the creative side a little bit of passion as well, because we weren't just in there alone. But if you kind of look at what's going on now that the house has been built and the foundation's been built all of a sudden that we got to do this together, we got to stick with this together. Those things fall apart. You see it happen in unions. You see it happen in private clubs. You see it happen all over the place. And it's happening in women's wrestling right now, right when women's wrestling was about to skyrocket. And all of a sudden now it's hit this new, weird, shaky ground. And I'm not worried for the state of of women's wrestling because there's always going to be ups and downs on a roller coaster. But what are your thoughts on women's wrestling right now? And who do you love? Who do you love watching? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think the biggest fall sometimes in the wrestling business is everyone compares each other. Like they all think like they're supposed to be at the same level, the same type of experience in the ring to it just becomes like an ego fest. And it's what kills so many of these storylines and and brings sometimes wrestling down. For me, it was like Nikki and I always went there and be like, okay, her strength is she's great on the mic. Her strength is that she can do big moves. Our strength is that we will get you over in such a huge way because we know how to connect with the crowd. We, Nicole and I always felt like we were good at like playing a certain character and going in there and getting the story over. Like we always looked at everyone's strengths and said, this is what's going to set it on fire. I feel like right now in wrestling, the comparison game is crumbling. Right. Well, and, and I think too, it's, we're seeing the women now, they have rose to success. And I think I remember this happening when I was new at WWE, but when some of the girls were successful, the other girls didn't want to help them out. Or the ones that were on the rise, the ones that were super successful, didn't want them to rise. And it's weird what success can do to people. You could either have your success bring in other women and just break barriers and destroy and make loud noise, or people don't want that. 
And and so like I look at it now and I'm like, is this success that's destroying everyone? And like even the Becky and Charlotte stuff, I it was super entertaining to me, but I'm like, they really don't like yeah. each other. I'm like, this is crazy because they were best friends. We had brought, I remember when they came in and it's sad to see it, but it also makes for great TV. But I am kind of looking at the products and I'm like, I don't, what's go, what's missing? There's something missing. I get that. And it is, like you said, even though Charlotte and Becky's stuff is is real and you're feeling it, which makes you glued to the TV. So then you do look at that and you think, okay, that's yeah. great. Like, I'm happy they're finally giving Liv a chance. They should have gave Liv a chance a year ago. Yeah, I, I think it would have been better served a year ago than it is right now. Yeah. I think they've really 100%. ran themselves into a ton of brick walls. I thought they built up so much wonderful steam with Bianca Belair and then and yeah. started to establish her on a brand. And then once she's there to take everything away and then move her to another show so she can do it all over again. I was just sitting there like, she could be a bono. She's one of my favorites. And I, I gauge a lot of this off yeah. my daughter's interest. Who's, she's 12 years old. And my daughter's over the moon for her. My son, who's nine, it, he loves watching her because she. he says she looks yeah, yeah. tough, dad. She looks tougher. And, uh, and that's all he cares about, right? He just wants to fight yeah. and drive fast cars. Like, that's all he cares about. Whereas Charlotte's, like, <laughs> a wrestling nerd. She asks me a lot of, like, inside questions and, like, sends videos to wrestlers of her gymnastics to see. Because she's, you oh, know what I mean? Like, so she, so her perspective is a bit warped. But she loves Bel Air. And I was so disappointed. And I think Becky's great. But I was so disappointed yeah. for them to not simply write a program for the two of them and let and let Becky work for it and get up there and give them a couple shows to pull it off instead of just, well, let's get it back now. Here we go. And we're starting over. And that stuff I think just puts the business backwards, all the forward progress they get like, here's two steps forward. And then here's eight steps back. And it's, you're in a worse spot than you were before. I agree. I mean, I I even look at the women's tag division. What, what division they got rid of it. Right. They got, and it's mind blowing to me. They started to get some steam. Like I started to see actually really good teams and I'm like, okay, this is going to be really good. It makes me sad that the Bellas are gone. (laughs) And then it was like, all of a sudden they went through a a thing of cuts and like, I felt like every (laughs) like woman's tag team got cut. Like it was wild. Don't don't get me started on that or I'll go into my whole, just sell the company already. (laughs) Soapbox. That's making me (laughs) so crazy. They've never been more profitable and they're just like, yo. And look, there's the old school mentality that you know, you get one match out of four people and you're paying four people for a match. But if those matches are developing steam and that steam can start pushing a division forward, then people start paying for that. But when there's no willingness, and this is why I wish they never went public, but, but if they didn't, none of this would even be possible. But I always kind of wish that there's an investment, like here's a two-year investment on the tag team division and we plan on losing money. We plan on losing money. And after that, they'll be established enough that we are betting on ourselves enough to say, now they're going to start earning us. And if they don't, then you start making those decisions. But when you're doing it arbitrarily with no emphasis on trying to build anything, you're just buying people so that other people can't have them. It's just, I don't see how it helps you or anyone else out there. It makes me nuts. Yeah, gosh, that's such a good point. And I I completely agree with that. I just get... um, I like, you know, I loved when you were there, when we first came up and you were writing, you know, one thing I love that you did, and I miss so much at WWE is that when you actually saw the pre-tapes, 
you you would there'd be a story in the pre-tape, but you would see the most random people together, WWE superstars, and yeah. maybe some people running in the background, going to another pre-tape that's going to be happening later. I remember this. And it was like, yeah. yeah. And I just really remember that. being that period of time when you were there, more superstars were actually watching the show because it was so entertaining. But I even remember the fans being so entertained because that like that's why reality shows are big, right? Everyone could see the the behind the scenes. And I feel that's the one thing I miss so much. Cause I'm like, our pre-tapes don't really give us that. Like I see the same people together all the time. Like I want to see this person, this person together that I'd never see before. And then I want to see this chaos in the back because whoa, I'm really looking because you feel like that's stage. what's going on back there. Yeah, <laughs> and it it's missing all that. But that stuff was so entertaining. We, like you were so good we at most that. of the time would catch a little heat for that. It was me and this other writer yeah. named Angelo because we wouldn't ask permission for it. But I wanted to try to get as many people on TV as I could, right? Like if, if yeah. mainly those all that pre-tape stuff was like if they're not in a match, what can I do? Like, what's a fun, weird way? And I think the time you're referring to was when we saw the mariachis just on the fly, oh, and I, they I, weren't they had nothing yeah. to do with the segment. But I was like, yo, uh, I think it was JBL was like always calling me Scooby Doo. He hey Scooby, and I was like, we're yeah. just gonna do full. Scooby-Doo as a middle finger to JBL. <laughs> so we literally did it. It was like Festus and and his partner chasing them. And then they were chasing them back yes. while you two had like combo with, with Carlito and Primo, I think is what it was. Yeah. But yeah, we tried to do stuff like that, but we would get clipped a lot. You know, I would get caught more than we got away with it. But we, I always tried. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
it was, it was so, so entertaining. Good. It was so entertaining. It was, gosh, it was so good. I, I miss that stuff. That's the fun stuff that's, you know, that wrestling has. And like, because the characters are so amazing and it's so much fun to see them right. every week. And why know? we all love wrestling. Like, th- there's just this beauty to pro wrestling that no other company gets to do. We get to be a little campy, but at the same time, we can be serious. But it's okay to be corny and a, like have big characters, but then some serious, like, we're allowed to be all that. And sometimes I feel like we try so hard to in our heads think we're competing with UFC, which is so not no, us no, that we no. gotta go back to more our own special thing. You know, it kills me at Fine, times. Fine, I'll start a wrestling company with you two. Whatever. Please stop, yeah, stop let's twisting do it. my arm. <laughs> um, I actually really would do that. So I wanna talk a little bit about now. And what's going on in your lives now? Because although, oh, and my daughter wanted me to tell you that she was really hoping Artem went uh, all the way and she was super sad oh, when yeah. it ended. <laughs> and <laughs> and my son you. thinks Brian looks super tough also. And because oh, he takes sick, he goes, he takes right. sick chops to the chest, dad. He's nine years yeah. old. That's what he said. <laughs> He definitely does. So, I'm oh like, Brian, I, when he comes home, I'm like. Oh. I definitely, please let me know what's going on in your lives now. The family stuff, the work stuff, anything you guys want to talk about, just so that I get to enjoy yeah. some. Yeah. Well, it's actually crazy because earlier I'm like, I was, um, Birdie was at school and I was one of the moms volunteering, helping with arts and crafts. And it's so funny because I'm like. Whoa, this is my life now. But it's fun because, like, you know, some of the other moms are always like, so you were a wrestler and <laughs> on reality TV. And, um, but gosh, we are just, we are, we're moms, we're entrepreneurs. I and mean, we have our own podcast too, which we love doing because we love to talk. Yeah. And um, we live out here in wine country, which it's is the best. Yeah. We have just really shifted in our lives. Like, yeah. And, we? you know, it's crazy because when we moved to Napa a year ago, Bree and I, um, E wasn't picking up Total Bellas and they wanted to take Total Bellas somewhere else. And Bree and I, it was like the first time we actually got like a few months off of cameras for like the first time in eight years almost. Yeah. Or nine. And we came out here and we're like, whoa, this is where we want to be the rest <laughs> yes. of the Like this is it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait, we want to keep this private. We cannot let cameras come here and ruin it. And so that's when we made the decision, like, no more Total Bellas. Like, you're not filming our families. And especially when I became a mom and Brie and seeing how Birdie was. And then just, like, getting to be so hands-on in the winemaking industry. Like, I didn't, we grew up as farmer girls. Like, so we're farmers at heart. Is this what so, y'all – oh, my gosh. I am going to get yeah, we so drunk. I cannot wait. Oh, <laughs> heck yeah. You had to see a you Saturday night in a yurt. So one of the amazing restaurants here does a yurt experience. Oh, it's pretty cool. And the best is we all show up and they go, yeah, there's blankets in there. But I mean, you get a full on yurt experience. So we were freezing, but it was like <laughs> so amazing. We had a lot to drink. Um, but there's like coolest people in wine country. We're just, it's like heavenly. It's, yeah, it's vibes. Out here. We have our own wine called Bonita Bonita. And so um, this... Thursday, actually, we're bottling up our reserve Chardonnay. Uh, send send some to Sarah and I so we can so we can share some we love. Will. Okay. Oh yeah, we would, we would love, love to send you some. It's so good and it's yummy stuff. Yeah, and gosh, what else? I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like that's. I've been building a home out here that's almost done. I mean, it started off as a remodel, turned into a build, and who does that in the pandemic when ports are closed? <laughs> well, I don't know. we unfortunately but we did it too. Really- so yeah. 
Did you? Yeah. Okay. Didn't you think it was going to be like some quick thing? I'm like, no one else is thinking yeah, about that. I, oh, no, I did, but that quickly, that dream quickly died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite experiences with my daughter was up in wine country or close to it. Mm-hmm. We were staying at the Skywalker Ranch uh, over Christmas holiday because no one was there. And so we just had like access to the whole property minus staff, right? Wow. And every single morning, my daughter and I would get up and uh, this is a big side quest that has nothing to do with wrestling, but it, Napa is like so beautiful. Northern it. California is just such a magical place. But we would walk every morning out in this huge meadow and it was so cold that the grass was frozen. And I, I still remember the sound of it like crunching wow. under our feet and her little mm-hmm. crunches with her little feet and my big clunky feet crunching through. And she would always make me make up stories, right? And she goes, Dad, tell me, tell me a story. And I go, Well, what do you want it to be about? She goes, About a about a samurai. We I used to collect samurai swords. Oh my gosh. And I so I told her I would I had to make up a story real quick, which I always like doing. And it was about this like a samurai who had to protect the emperor. And the emperor had a daughter yeah. but no son. And the girls in Japan back then, they weren't allowed to train with the katana blade. And she would always hide in the forest. And when the soldiers would train, she would grab a stick and she would always like practice their moves. And then one day mm-hmm. she went to her secret spot and instead of a stick, there was a wooden sword there. And she like freaks out, right? And she grabs the sword and the story got a little longer on each walk. And then the, sh- the samurai the next day was there. And he says, hey, I'm going to train you and uh, teach you because I see how disciplined you are. And she's training in secret with him. And then her dad, like later on, we were there for a week. So the story got longer every time later on, her poor dad dies <laughs> and she has to go on this like, you know, quest to like find who killed her father. And it was this whole thing. But when anyone says nap, I literally go to that story. I got chills on my arm right now. Oh. Just cause like, I know I have goosebumps. <laughs> that needs to be a movie. Honestly, Maybe a children's book, I'm we'll like- write a children's book one day. Yeah, honestly, I'm like that little girls so would love that. We would finish the story on this huge rock that was actually in uh, Return of the Jedi when they did some reshoots there, and we sat on the rock. Wow. And as the sun would get wow. over the mountain, it would like warm everything up and melt all the crunchy grass. And then we would finally warm up, and then we'd go get coffee for Sarah and bring her some little like coffee in bed. She wasn't trying to do breakfast that early. <laughs> she do coffee. Yeah. But yeah, I love it up there. I'm so glad you guys are up there. It's just peaceful. Yeah. yeah. It is. And you know. Peaceful, magical. Like even yeah. earlier this morning, I was on my way to workout and the fog was like right over the vineyards and you could barely see the mountains, but it looked like I was like on some set of like a spooky movie, but in a beautiful <laughs> yeah, yeah. way. But it was, it's just heavenly here. I told Brie, it's like now I go into cities and I kind of get anxiety and I'm like, I can't ever do a city again. Like You're definitely a farm, really you're a farm girl at heart then for sure. Yeah, I mean, I smell manure in Artem the other day because they're fertilizing everything. And he's like, ooh, what's that smell? I'm like, oh, that's just manure. It's great. <laughs> it's great. But I grew up on cow shit. So I'm like, this is this is home. I like this smell. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. you two are amazing. And I'm like I said, it's not about being proud. I'm just so thoroughly impressed by the two of you and everything you've done. And you guys are steamrollers when you have a goal in mind and nothing can stop y'all. And I respect it so much. So I appreciate you guys taking the time. Aww. Appreciate it very much. And I got love Aww. for you. Thank, thank you so much, Freddie. Yes. yes. And so you'll always love you. Yeah. And you're always a part of just 
our careers and lives because you really you're one are. of the ones who believed and pushed we, you for us. We tell everyone. Like, it's so I hear true. it all the like, time. People will be like, I met the yeah. Bellas and oh my gosh, they love me. I'm like, yo, that's that's them, not me. Like, they, I yeah. just, it was cool to be a part of your all's career in the early goings. Where can everybody reach you? Uh, please let the people know what's going down. Yeah, so Nikki and I, every Wednesday, we release an episode of our podcast, The Bells Podcast. We're unfiltered and very raw, and we talk about everything. <laughs> and you can find it wherever you get your podcast. And also, if you follow us on social media, The Nikki Bella at The Brie Bella, Twitter's The Bella Twins. And you'll see our day-to-day lives and how crazy we are. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Wrestling with Freddie. We'll be back next week. This has been a production of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.